Hi, this is Steve O'Mooney from Socially Awkward, Arcade Bros, and the Idiot Section. You're listening to another great show on the Four Eyed Radio Network. For more great shows, check out www.fouredradio.com. Hi, this is Kyle from Arcade Bros. If you're like me, you like a little joy in your life. We're proud to present that we are sponsored by America Joy Print Shop. If you need cut vinyl, store lettering, business printing, forms, card magnets, and anything else printing needs, America Joy is the one for you. When you contact America Joy, just tell them the Fern sent you. Welcome to a brand new podcast brought to you by the 4i Radio Network. Uh, we're calling it All White Tukey. Now, I know a lot of people are probably very confused by the name. Uh, it's basically about uh, me and uh, pretty much my best friends for like longer than a decade. Uh, he's pretty much the uh, my hetero life mate, uh, the uh, Han Solo to my Chewbacca, the uh, Robin to my Batman, the... Uh, Randall to my Dante, if we will, uh, other than uh, Patrick uh, Callahan. Pat, you want to chime in? How's it going? Uh, basically, what we're going to talk about is pretty much Pat and I growing up in pretty much Ahwatukee, Arizona. Uh, any funny stories we'll have or just remember the good time, basically, it's a good chance for Pat and I to pretty much uh, rekindle our forbidden love. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, Pat, if you'd like to tell um, pretty much anybody who's listening, which is probably three people maybe right now, um, awesome. what uh, what you've been up to or like what's a little bit about you? Well, Sal, after graduating high school from Desert Vista, home of the uh, Cheese Thunder or whatever it is that they're calling it now, uh, I served in the Marine Corps for four years, spent two of it in Japan, where I got to go to Australia, Thailand, the Philippines, uh, Sri Lanka... Um, I think that was it. Lots of places. Then was deployed to Iraq, and then I got out, worked in water and wastewater as a mechanic at a sewer plant for almost five years, and now I'm going back to school for engineering. I am now married with three children. Been married for almost going on five years now. Damn, man. So. Yeah, I know this kid. I mean, it's uh, um, as I was telling Pat when we figure when we finally uh, met up again after a long, long hiatus we had. Uh, I realized that Pat and I have kind of switched roles, where um, he's actually you know got a family, he's doing you know something with his life. Me, on the other hand, has become this haggard mess of a man, and uh, slowly dying every day <laughs> I wake up. So, 
That's, sounds dreamy. It is. It's very dreamy. So, but yeah, this is great. So uh, I think all we're going to do is just talk about the good old times if we come up with any stories. If you people enjoy this, then feel free to listen. If you don't enjoy it, then, uh, well, uh, go fuck yourselves. So um so any uh anything uh I'll, let's do a catch-up i guess anything exciting happened to you this week no not really just the average week school kids standard stuff not a whole lot going on how's by you um nothing really just work and lack of sleep and enjoying nothing really except football i guess we watched that yesterday which i'm fucking confused i'm still i i don't understand the game or people with leagues and everything like that so um yeah, I, I can't help you there yeah i got nothing um i thought about getting into it and then i didn't so it's just but my roommate she's really big on it so she's just all like ah, and then she's trying to explain stuff to me i'm literally just like shaking my head like i have no idea what you're talking about yeah yeah so it's been fun, but um, <clears throat> I think uh, I think what I like to talk about is probably uh, when Pat and I actually met. Uh, it was pretty much 1993, maybe 94. The only way I can keep track of this is I realize what grade we were in was the year. Mm. Uh, yeah, that never occurred to me before. Yeah, that was that's the only smart thing I ever did in my life. So, um, so I remember it being the fourth grade. Yeah. Uh, I saw this kid uh, sliding down a slide like a crazy uh, Mongolian uh, French maid, if that makes any sense. If you guys haven't met a Mongolian French maid, then you have no idea what I'm talking about. But they're, <laughs> they're, just take my word for it. They're crazy. Uh, and basically, I struck up a conversation with him. And ever since that moment in time, Pat and I have pretty much uh, been best friends. Yeah. Well, see, what occurred to me was, oh, look, another loser with no friends. We should join forces and become the two losers with <laughs> with, no, one friend. with one friend. <laughs> but um, yeah, so basically, pretty much about the fourth grade uh, is when Pat and I met, and uh, we've done we've done we've had a we've had a lot of adventures. We've had a lot of adventures. Oh. Um, one thing we liked to do when we were actually in high school was uh, the reservation. Yep. Now, uh, I think we're gonna. We should probably save this for October, but I really don't feel the need to because we'll just talk about spooky ghost stories right now. I guess on the uh, reservation. Uh, uh, what was the first time you went out on the res? That was with Scott. Scott Goosley. We went out there to have a fire, and I think there might have been fireworks in the fire from whoever was there before. It was either that time or the next time where like half the mountainside caught on fire. Due to the raging inferno. That <laughs> Wait, was... what? I've not heard this. Oh. I've heard about the fireworks. Like you guys started a fire and there was fireworks in the fire and they went off, but I've never heard about you guys sending a mountain oh, on yeah, fire. Yeah, yeah. Uh the blaze sort of spread and covered roughly half the hillside. <laughs> at that point that like, Scott decided we should just go. <laughs> Let the res cops deal with it. Uh oh res cops. Yeah. Res cops. Did I ever tell you the time when I was, uh, I'd like to call it a ride-along with Scott? Uh, <laughs> that sounds about right, actually, ride-along. A ride-along with Scott. So he had that huge light that would plug into his car, and yep. you could use it to spook people on the res thinking it's a res cop, because Scott drove a white um, Ford Explorer 
at that time, which basically resembled the Res Cops uh, thing. So one night we were doing that, we we're fucking with people, and finally we hit somebody with it, and it turns out to be a Res Cop. So I think we, I was there. We were yeah. bolting to our um, our our uh, hideaway of uh, Safeway in the foothills. Uh, we bolted over there, and they couldn't find us. But they literally got off the reservation and tracked us down, and tried to track us down in uh, Awatuki. So it was that was pretty. Uh, <laughs> that was pretty funny. Oh man, so many freaking times. But uh, actually, I remember when we finally constructed a fireplace. Yeah, yeah, and we actually had like a haggard couch that no one wanted to sit on. Only the brave sat on it, which ended up in uh, Huxford's driveway. Oh, that's right. One of many. One of many. One of many. Oh, okay. So yeah, Huxford. Um, Huxford, I guess, would be our scapegoat. Basically, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think of a better word to put it because he wasn't really. He was friends with what? Boots. Yeah, he was friends with Boots. Um, like, he, he was an okay kid. He was just... No one liked him. Yeah, well, I still remember visiting. He went into the Army after high school, and I remember visiting him after we both got out of the service. And so I showed up. He found me on Facebook, or maybe even MySpace back then. It was probably MySpace. I think that was what all the kids were doing. Oh, uh, yeah, MySpace. But So he found me on there, so I met up with him. Get to this guy's apartment. Only thing he has set up is a card table. Card table, He, I don't think he had a couch. He just had a card table with some like haggard 1985 PC sitting on it, along with a loaded pistol. Oh, I found out the PC was actually a, uh, uh, was it a, a 64, um, what was those things called? Fuck. A Commodore 64. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Probably was. <laughs> yeah, just sitting there with a loaded pistol. Oh, there was a bottle of whiskey on the counter. What was he drinking, at least? Was it cheap, or was it... I think it was wild turkey. Oh, wild turkey. My dad got obsessed with wild turkey. It's it's pretty good if you like... I actually have a small bottle still in the... Drinking uh, fire. Is it like uh, George Dickles, number uh, eight? <laughs> hey, man, you want some Dickles? Ah, uh, uh, Dickle. Dickle. Yeah, so basically, Huxford, he was a friend of a friend, I think. He still tried to hang out in our group and stuff, but um, yeah. we used to... Okay, when Morse kids were drinking in high school, we were out finally doing what 8th graders were doing, where you would TP houses and throw eggs. Um, yeah, we were very har uh, far behind the times. Um, we're still far behind the times, where we finally all got Apple iPhones 4, and they all have iPhone 5s now, so we're still we're still, we're still still losing. <laughs> we're still lagging. losing kids. Um, but basically what happened one night is we needed something bigger. We needed something bigger to do. We just literally got done playing, I think, um, I think it was, uh, we were hitting a bucket of balls at Fiddlesticks. Yeah. Which yeah. is actually no longer more if, when you drove really? by. Yeah, if you drove by, because it was literally right across the street from me oh. uh, at, the, at the studio. But uh, now it's becoming like Mark Taylor Apartments. Um, so our childhood is dead now. So thank you, Mark <laughs> Taylor, for that. But uh, we need something big, and we drove by. Dean was driving his truck, or I think you were driving, and we said we we're going to pick up Dean's truck. But anyways, you saw a couch on the side of the road, and you kept fucking with Dean, going like, "Hey man, we're going to pick that up, Dean. We're going to pick that up." And Dean's like, "No way, man. Freaking okay, we're not picking up a couch." Uh, and then finally, I stopped there, but I was like, "Dude, we're picking up that couch." And everyone like turned around and saw that I had an idea, and it was very rare when Steve Mooney had an idea. And usually, when Steve Mooney had an idea, it wasn't really the greatest idea, but we all still went along with it because everyone liked to humor me. Rare nuggets of gold. Yes, um, but we picked up the couch and we decided we were going to drop it on Huxford's uh, driveway. 
as a joke. Um, so we went ahead and did that, laughing our asses off and everything like that. And before we knew it, this was a new thing for us. We'd be finding random pieces of trash. Weekly. Weekly. Yeah. Yeah. Until finally we found out there's a um wow, this is like kind of like a confession. Um what's this what's what's the statutory on uh police <laughs> records or whatnot? Uh uh, but Huxford finally tells us after a while, this has been going on, that there's a police report of the quote-unquote couch bandits. Yeah. And basically what the cops came up with was is that we would set this couch up in front of his driveway, uh, or these couch bandits, I should say, and watch his sister undress and masturbate. Which now, if you think about it, that means somebody else probably was masturbating on their couch when they had it, and now we've probably sentenced some guy to jail where he's like, "Oh, it was me! I'm not the couch bandit." Maybe. Um. So yeah. So if anybody ever heard of the couch bandits, uh, I think we're gonna be making retu- uh, a reunion tour pretty soon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We probably should. Probably should. Um, probably a good idea. But yeah, that was uh, that was pretty funny though. I mean, we and it's so weird that they came up with that concept, thinking that like all we would do is like barely run to the place because we're like dying laughing, thinking this is the funniest thing in the world. We were just like, and then we drop it and we take off, and then actually we we made the family install like security lights. Yeah, I remember that because like Dean and I just walked over the bag of trash one day. Like we really didn't have anything, but we wanted to still do something to him. And we put it down. The lights went off, and we just fucking took off. It was just like oh, remember we left an engine block on his driveway. Was down. that him or was that uh, somebody? Uh, Kevin Burnett needed us to help him with something. We let well, we used it for Kevin's thing first, but then his friend found it and was like, "Hey, you know." You guys need to get this engine block out of here. And then we left it at Huck. Oh, okay. Get the old standby. The old standby. Yeah. That's just, oh, geez, so many good things. So, um, speaking of Desert Vista, apparently now it's become a, I heard, a huge druggie school. It's news to me. Yeah, that's, I remember someone asked me, they're like, oh, where'd you go to high school? I'm like, oh, Desert Vista. And the woman was just like, I heard they're huge druggies now. And I just went, what high school isn't uh, like it really affected me. Like you and I, we were, uh, I guess you could say, I think our group and probably a lot of people in that, uh, that year of class of 2002, giving you guys some shout outs. So don't tell me I never gave you anything. Little fuckers. <laughs> um, but, uh, apparently like we really had no school spirit. No, not really. Like, yeah, people, would be, people would be like, I went to mountain point. We're like, okay, I guess still don't. No, yeah, like if it comes up, like yeah. like if anything, I'm like like I think the only one of us who had uh, school spirit, which I think we kind of try to kill every once in a while, was probably Ryan. Yeah, yeah, it's not, I'm on Dean to some extent. I think Dean just likes the school dances. Uh. Whoa, man, I'm gonna freaking find a chick. Yeah. Gonna make love to her on the mountain. <laughs> so I remember that time he was dancing with a stick. Like the tree support, mm. and he got caught by security for dancing with a tree support. Yeah, which apparently is a an offense that gets you kicked out. <laughs> okay, yeah. Now, now that I've, now that you mentioned it, like how many? What was the stupidest things that we got busted for at school? If we ever got busted for, I remember one kid got busted for ripping leaves off a plant. Yeah, like yeah. most kids got busted for having pot on campus or ditching school or something like that. But we got busted for a really bizarre thing. Remember when Dean got yelled at for climbing the palm tree? Yeah, 
<laughs> but that that was but to be fair, that was training because then he was able to climb the flagpole during that like uh Mexican heritage thing or whatnot, where you had to climb like a pole to oh, grab yeah, a flag right. or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So so jokes on you, America. Yeah, well he was always training or rationing as he called it. Oh yeah, rationing. Where he wouldn't eat for days and then gorge on bagels. And then throw up on a run. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I actually gotta hope this becomes something so we can actually get these people on the podcast. Uh, uh, sitting down with Dean again, I think would be great. But Dean kind of went batshit crazy, didn't he? He's, he fell off the face of the earth. I haven't heard from Dean in a couple years, at least. Mm. Yeah, fell off the face. Of, I don't know what happened to Scott. I no idea. Yeah, Scott, Pennsylvania. Or Scott went to. Scott basically told us he was buying a a thing of land and moving to Pennsylvania and it's all that's all that remains of Scott Gooseley. So if you are, you want to find out who this person is, all that remains of Scott Gooseley is a broken down MySpace page. Yeah. Of him in camo, just staring at the camera. The last mile. I feel yeah. like, I feel like that would be like his picture. And we just want to come up with a story. Be like, Pat, uh, Scott went looking for the abominable snowman. <laughs> he has not been seen since. <laughs> Like I just, if we ever make a movie, that would just be like what happened to Scott, you know? It's like, don't you forget about me, you know? Something yeah, like that. The video montage. Yeah, video montage. What do you think has, uh, like, now people that we don't know, like, what do you think happened to them? Like, if you can come up with a rough assessment of, like, Scott, obviously, that's my that's my assessment. And Scott went to go search for the Abominable Snowman somewhere in Pennsylvania. Sound like that. He might um, be a prospector now too. Who knows? Oh, that'd be great. Jasper yeah. the Prospector. He's changed his name. He just sits on a rock. Yeah. <laughs> gold, kids! I've been looking for gold! Yeah. Okay, Jasper. But he's literally <laughs> just sitting like on a park bench in like front of a 7-Eleven. Probably. But in his head, he's like... <laughs> every time someone walks in, he's like, they got gold in there! They're like, yeah, it's called lottery tickets. Jasper, you... What happened to you, man? <laughs> what happened? Yeah. Heroin! <laughs> Something like that. I heard he was on something. That's what I heard. Apparently, if you go up to Flagstaff and you do college up there, you get it really deep into drugs. I think it's uh, like a requirement for your major. That oh, you is at least, it? You at least smoke, you know. Well, I understand smoking. Uh, now, okay, speaking of drugs, um, I understand if you don't want to say certain, if you have done crazy-ass drugs. Uh, the only really big drugs, well, not, I wouldn't say big drugs, but the only drugs I've ever done is marijuana, and I've done salvia once. Um, other than that, I've never done any like pill popping. I've never done any. Yeah, I've actually either. done some Vicodin back in the day, but it wasn't enough to get me addicted to. Yeah, like I, it wasn't like uh, I did it to um, uh, like I I was like as soon as like it was gone, like I wasn't like I need to get more or anything like that. So, um, but other than that, it was like those are like probably the main. But I've never done heroin. I've never done cocaine. I've never done any of that kind of stuff. What What about you? Uh, let's see. I tried pot two times. Hated it both times. I just got really tired and then hungry. That happens to Ian. Yeah. Ian, I don't know if you remember Ian, uh, or Wild Jim Bones, as he was yeah. known to be called. Yeah, uh, I recall. He said he, every time, he wouldn't smoke weed because every time he did, he would just go to sleep. I would just zone out on a couch. Me, I just get hungry. That's but all that happens to me. In Japan, there is this interesting concoction they call habusaki. Habusaki. It's sake made with uh, snake venom. Ooh. And there's two kinds. One of it's actually illegal there, and the other one is legal to drink because it's, I guess, distilled enough so that the venom is 
no longer potent. Mm. The illegal kind, it's still pretty potent, and it's actually hallucinogenic. Oh. And so I had to search for this stuff, because I heard about it, and naturally I was curious. So we ended up finding some little hole-in-the-wall nasty bar somewhere... I think it was somewhere around Kintown, Okinawa. Oh, you want to, you want to snake venom? Yeah. Well, it was uh, lots of Yakuza around. So generally speaking, where the Yakuza are, that's where the interesting... That's where the fun is. That's where the interesting stuff's yeah. going to be. So I managed to find the stuff, and it's not a good good time. I remember I had this hallucination where I ended up running through the streets of I guess Kintown, Okinawa, Japan, thinking that the Statue of Liberty was chasing me. And then uh, some of my buddies eventually found me hiding behind a dumpster <laughs> in one of the back alleys, cowering in fear. They somehow managed to get me home and back on base. And What the, what the sad part is, is while you were running, screaming Statue of Liberty, all the uh, Japanese people around <laughs> you was like, no, it's Godzilla. Godzilla is chasing you. <laughs> Um. Oh, I've never heard that story. That's fucking crazy, dude. I didn't yeah, even know. It's it was... interesting. So, what's that called again? Hubu. Habu. Habu. It's made from the habu snake. Habu, not the hobbit snake. I uh, wish it was a hobbit. I would. Bilbo Baggins. Sweet. Uh, did you ever see the Hobbit? Oh yeah. Oh fucking! I saw it three fucking times. Yeah. We uh we have it on just about every night because my wife likes to have some kind of movie on to fall asleep to. And so lately, it's been the Hobbit. We have the Hobbit on pretty much every night. I know we're getting off uh, subject here, but I just have to say, have you ever seen the British version of Sherlock? Um, can't say that I have. Okay, the guy who plays Bilbo <clears throat> is Watson. Watson, I heard that. And yeah. when he was picked to play, uh, when he was picked to play um, Bilbo Baggins, the younger version of him, I was just like, he nailed it. He did a fantastic job. He's also in uh, uh, World's uh, End, um, mm. the new Sean. Uh, I always want to say Sean Penn, but I know that's not right. The guy from Shaun of the Dead. Um, <clears throat> if you've ever seen that, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. So okay, so you've done, so you've done that. What else have you done? That's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. You, I thought you used to do some salvia back in the day. Oh, yeah. Before it was illegal. Yeah, I tried that a few times. Now yeah. I've only did it once. I remember doing it with uh, Ben Crafts. Uh, <laughs> what? Yes, <laughs> I did it with Ben Crafts. I did it with uh, uh, Kent Henderson. All right. And I did it with um oh fuck what's this guy's name? He looked like Jesus. Um he hung oh, out with Jordan Thomas yeah, a lot. I don't remember his name. Ah fuck, I was going to Of course he's probably not going to listen to this. So I want to get berated by him, but that kid could take a kick to the balls. Yeah. Like that was like his party trick. He's like, "Dude, kick me in the balls." And you're like, "No, man. Dude, kick me in the balls." And then you'd kick him in the balls and nothing. But yeah, I remember doing that, and we all kind of we did it individually, so we could kind of see what people's reactions would be. Yeah. Um. So I remember, I think Ben said, um, Ben said like we all kind of disappeared into a giant teddy bear, and then somebody cut like the teddy bear's leg, and then just like all these like snails or like frogs started jumping out or something like that, and then because yeah. it doesn't last that long, Salvia. It's like maybe like what a 15, 20 second. It's not long. It's not long. Yeah. You'll be lucky if you got a 30-second, like, hallucinogen from it. But, um, yeah. yeah, it was just very, very weird. But, yeah, no, with uh, marijuana with me, um, uh, I only get really hungry. I've never gotten paranoid. Now, I remember, uh, actually, I did it just not too long ago. I would say maybe a couple of months ago because I've never had marijuana. Uh, apparently, my ex said having sex on weed is uh, amazing, and it is. Oh, my God. 
I had not believe how uh, sensitive my penis was, and it felt terrific. But afterwards, like I was like, just like this is amazing and everything like that. But then she gets really fucking paranoid, so she's like, I can't, we can't go out anywhere. I'm like, but I'm hungry. I want to get some food. And then she just ended up like cooking me some food or whatnot. So, but. It was just kind of like, but that was like probably the last time I've done uh, marijuana or whatnot. But yeah, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, to me, I'm like, if they legalized it and they had it, like, I could literally go down to the store and buy like three joints. Like, <laughs> like it wouldn't be like, it's not like a thing I would do every single day of my life, but I wouldn't yeah. mind like certain weekends where I'm just like, dude, all I want to do is smoke a joint, sit on the couch, play some video games, eat a bunch of Twinkies, and then go to sleep. Like, what's the harm in that? Yeah, I just want to chill out. Like, it's not like I would just, every single day of my life, smoke marijuana. Like, because I, you know me, I really don't have an addicted personality. Yeah, what's interesting, I got a lot of friends who are also combat veterans, and a lot of them smoke weed to deal with PTSD. I have it too, it makes you... I'm paranoid anyways, don't even need that. So I think it's weird that they do it. I'm like, doesn't that make it worse? But apparently not. I guess it helps. It's weird, though, because marijuana... Well, we've become like my sister's show right now because we're talking about drugs. Um, <laughs> but marijuana, that's the weird part about marijuana, I think, is everybody has a different reaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people get really... Par- like, Dean, I think, got paranoid the first time we've ever done it, and he never did it again. Like, did you ever hear that story? Yeah. Where he's just like, yeah. man, I was trying to get to the freaking Walmart. And I freaking passed the exit like seven times. And I couldn't turn my head. It was like uh, he had like the Batman mask from Michael Keaton's Batman where you can <laughs> turn your head. Like he felt like he had to turn his entire body yeah. to see what he was doing, which I thought was hilarious. And it's funny because when my mom first met Dean, she as soon as he left, she goes, does Dean do drugs? Yeah, I'm like, I no. Yeah. I was like, Dean's like, Dean never touched marijuana until I think college. And he probably touched it once and never again. Yeah, I think it was when he was up in Flag. Like I said, I think it's a major requirement, though, if you go to... You go to Flagstaff? Yeah. I think you have to. Otherwise, they kick you out. Something like that. Probably. Or they drag you out in the woods and force you to smoke it or something. <laughs> wild dogs. Just a bunch of hippies just like, come on, man. We're good. I don't want to. I think that's what happens. Probably. Just a mob, of, <laughs> a mob of hippies. Isn't that kind of hard though? Because hippies don't really use violence. So what is it? More, is it more like just a mob comes into your room and then just starts shuffling out, and you're just caught in that shuffle? Like no, like getting dragged out into the woods, and they just like, like man, come on, man. Well, I man. guess back in the day, in the actual like hippie movement in San Francisco, they were pretty violent. Really? That's why I don't know if you've heard that song. That's the whole, if you're going to San Francisco, make sure you have flowers in your hair. It's because they would kill people. Like if what? they didn't think they were, yeah, oh yeah, they if they if they were like opposed to the hippie movement in any way, like they were like violent hippies out there. Fucking hell, I forget dude. the name of the area in San Francisco, but. It's whatever the big one was. It's still like a time vortex. It's still like hippie land out there, I, I guess. I haven't been there, so I wouldn't really know for sure, but that's what I've heard. Oh, man, dude. You just, like, taught me something about hippies. Uh, yeah. So, wait a minute. So, that's, yeah, that's where that... Like, how do you think from. they would kill you, though? Would they just be like, come on, man, I'm gonna... Man. And they just, like, come down to you with a hatchet? Because you know they couldn't be, like, too freaking, like, violent, like, like in the state yeah. of mind they're in. Like, how do you think that would go down? Like, would it just know. be like, man, I'm gonna 
put you in my trunk, man, and just <laughs> drag you out to the desert, man. Dude, man, it's going to be cool, man. And then I'm just going to slaughter you, man, and just, like, hide your body somewhere, man. It's going to be cool. No, it's going to be groovy, man. It's probably something like that. Something like that? Yeah. Oh, I just le- everybody. I hope you all learned something today because I know I did. That's fucking amazing. Fucking hippies. Yeah, I think I watched a documentary on hippies one time. Was it called Fucking Hippies? Yeah. Damn hippies. <laughs> Damn hippies. <laughs> yeah, I, was, uh, I used to watch a lot of History Channel. Yeah. For some reason, like mid during the day television. That's about the only thing that's good to watch is history i know because everything else on like prime time or like tv is just all stupid crappy uh soap operas so it's like if you want to learn something kiddos yeah i I used to watch during the day when i was watching my daughter right after she was first born we would watch you know midday television and uh for you know just sit around with an infant and watch you know gangster wars and unsolved mysteries and stuff you know it's good for the kids but yeah, yes, yeah, so that was right after she was first born. I think I was working nights at the time at the sewer plant. So I'd get off a of graveyard shift and come home and watch a baby, which is interesting. Yeah, now, I actually remember the day you uh, gave me a... I think that was the last time I heard from you before we rekindled our our friendship, um, is Patrick had his kid. Um, I basically just lost my job and had to go back to the shithole called uh, Cole's Department Store. That's right. I'm calling it a shithole. It's a fucking hellhole. Souls and bodies go there to die. If you want to die, then get a job at Cole's and just watch your life fucking waste away as people come in asking for bullshit stuff like, oh, this is a dollar off. I'm going to get it. Every time a customer came up to me in that fucking store, I, f- I don't even know how I'm still living. I'm pretty sure when I go up to heaven, even though I don't believe in God because I'm an atheist, I'm pretty sure when I go up there and I'm like, oh, I fucked up. There is a God. He's going to be like, you have no soul. You worked at Kohl's. And then he would send me down to hell. And Satan couldn't do anything with me either because he's like, you worked at fucking Kohl's. What's the worst I can do? They have pretty good deals, though. Fuck them. Fuck them and their stupid asses. I'm sorry. Every time I've gone to Kohl's afterwards and bought something from them, I ended up returning it because it was a big piece of shit. <laughs> Literally, I got home, opened my, oh, this is a great shirt. And then I get home and pull it out of the bag and it's just shit. It's literally just a big piece of shit. Like somebody hid my shirt, took a dump in my bag, and gave it to me. So if you endorse Kohl's, we can no longer be friends. <laughs> uh, they have some good deals, though. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Um, but yeah, I was at Kohl's and I had a bitch of a boss there. And I really have never had a problem with like bosses or anything like that because most of them are pretty laid back. Most of them are pretty, you know, I mean, there has been some, yeah, I understand there's some bullshit bosses because they've realized the reason why I figured there's like those fucking bosses that just hate everything is they finally came to a point in their life where they realize that their life sucks and they realize this is what they amounted to and they realize, Fuck. What the hell did I do with my life? I'm a fucking manager at Safeway. What the fuck is wrong with me? So uh, this bitch, um, I'm just going to – I don't know her last name, so I really can't really call her up. Her name was Lindsay. So basically what happened is I had my phone on the floor, which you're not supposed to have, but everybody fucking has it because it's like – it works as a fucking watch because every day you look at that phone going like, oh, yay, I still got eight more hours of this bullshit. 
Uh, so I, you called me up and you were like, Hey, I had my kid. I'm like, awesome. Congratulations. And you know, I went to the back to go talk to you about it. Sure enough, I go back there, the fucking cunts there. And she's all like, like just has this face, this cunty, cunty face of cuntness. <laughs> uh, that's oh, going to be the dictionary. That's kids. a good word. Cunt. Yeah. Cunty. Cunty. <laughs> this fucking cunty face. Um, and I'm like, Hey man, I got to call you back. So the phone, she's like, what did I tell you? What did I tell you about phones on the floor? And I literally was just like, had it with her. I was just like, dude, my buddy wasn't sure if he was going to have a ride to the hospital to have his first child. I had my phone on me in case he needed that support. And I was going to be a decent human being and be able to drive him to the hospital. Which I already knew. You guys had fucking cars and shit like that. So there was like no obligation that you could not make it to the hospital. Yeah. Semantics. But fuck her. Um, which actually, some guy was fucking her. They got promoted, and then they got found out, and then she got fired. So she had like two choices. So I think she moved back home with her parents. So fuck you, Cunty McCunterson. Fuck her. All right. Well, on that high note. Yeah. Yeah, you can say pretty much anything you want on a podcast now. So. Yeah. That's that's how it works. But um, I'm trying to think though. Um. Now, a, a thing I like about Pat is uh, he does his own. Uh, he likes to make his own beer. He does a little bit of his own uh, brewing. So, what are you? What have you been? What have you done? And what are you working on now, buddy? Right now, I'm not working on anything yet. I think I'm going to do. Uh, I hate you. I want to do another pumpkin beer. Pumpkin beer. Yeah, I did one before, but I think I need to fine tune it a little bit. But um, the best one that I ever made was actually a cherry wheat. Ooh, a buddy of mine, this guy James, came over and drank roughly 90% of it. I think uh, by the time the rest of my family got a chance to have a crack at it, I had like maybe half of a liter bottle left to try and split among like six people. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, yeah, he's, uh, he's like my taste tester, James. I'll brew up a beer and he'll come over and drink most of it and then... <laughs> and then tell you how it tastes. And then, yeah. So it works out. Very nice, very works nice. Out. Yeah, I just got a keg finally. So oh, I nice. Started, started kegging it, which is a lot better than doing bottles. Because in yeah. bottles, you got to clean everything. You got to sanitize. Although my daughter liked to help with the cleaning of the bottles. Hey, that's the, isn't that the only person, po- point to have kids is like free slay labor yeah. until they're 18? Heck, until they become teenagers and they don't do anything. Oh, anymore. that's right. Then they become then they, they become self aware. Damn it. Yeah. Damn you, school and teaching them learnings. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's this entitlement thing the the kids have nowadays. I don't know where it comes from, but they all feel like the world owes them something. You know what happened? This is what happened. Um. Okay. Remember when we grew up. And uh, I don't know if you ever had this, but you'll you you you'd be like little. You're walking with your dad, and yeah, I have the same thing. It's still coming through, so we're just gonna fuck around with shit. Ah, just fuck with it right there. As you can tell, we're professional kids. Now it's really horrible. I just fucked it up big time. Anyways, I can still hear it barely, so I'm just gonna keep going. So, All right. Uh, but basically, when you were a little kid, you'd be walking with like your dad or your mom or something like that, and you see like a car drive by, like a really nice car, you know, like probably a luxury vehicle or something like that, BMW maybe or something like that, and you're and you'd be like, oh wow, and your dad or your mom would be like, look, if you become 
you know, if you become successful, you know, go to school, do everything you're supposed to and stuff like that, you could get a car like that, little Johnny. And you're like, oh, okay, you know, and you, you, you'd strive for those goals. But now we've been teaching kids where uh, you go to a baseball game and Little League game and everybody gets a fucking trophy for yes. participating. And that's the problem is everybody feels they're fucking entitled to something. And I oh, think yeah. it's bullshit. Like we grew up in a – okay, I was on a Little League team back in the day. We've lost – Every single fucking game we ever played. The only game we won was against the best team in the league. We beat them, and they had a streak of, you know, they were they never lost, and then they lost to us. And it was just like, what the fuck? So we had, awesome. we had what? I don't know, like probably 12 and 1 that we won, but we beat the best team in the league. So it's like, what does that tell you? You know, it's like if you strive or something. Though we got screwed over by the coach. We never got our uniforms or pizza party. So yeah. it was like, but, but we didn't expect that. We already knew our coach was a lost cause at that age. Yeah. <laughs> and wasn't amounting to anything. So we already accepted the fact that we wouldn't get a pizza party. Yeah, we looked, yeah. see, my motto is. <coughs> That's a good motto. Yeah, uh, is look forward to failure. Look forward to failure. Yeah, because look at it. If you go into everything looking forward to failure, but then you're pleasantly surprised, oh, but if you're fully disappointed, you already look forward to it. So Yeah, yeah. That's kind of a British outlook. You know, the whole mustn't grumble sort of thing. But yeah, I know what you mean, because our eight-year-old is in karate. Karate. Yeah, I won't name the school, but they're ticking me off because they just pass every kid for the belts. There's this one kid there. I will say his name because it's a weird freaking name. The kid's name is Harley. Like, who names their kid Harley? Wait, is it a male or female? It's a guy. Okay, because Kevin Smith's daughter's named Harley. Oh, no. A, a girl would make a little bit more yeah. sense. But this is... Well, and this kid's well unless kinda... the kid becomes gay because then a bunch of the butch guys would be like, I'm going to go ride my Harley. Ah. Yeah, I went there. Yeah. Uh, you've had, you know me, I don't care anymore. But, yeah. So this kid, like, just kind of flails around. Like, he'll go to throw a punch, and it's nowhere near where it should be, and he just sort of flails about. Looks like a windmill half the time. I mean, during their last little, they call it tip testing, which is before the belt test. They get, they, they get tape put around their belt. That's mm. the tip. The kid was lying on the floor in, like, the fetal position for, like, most of it. Like, taking a nap. Everyone else is, like, practicing, doing their karate and stuff. And this kid's, like, napping on the ground. But he, he passes every time, gets his belt every time. Damn. And it's that whole entitlement thing. That's what they're teaching him. Like, hey, you don't have to do the moves right. You just have to show up and flail about for half an hour, and you're good. Yeah, now, uh, I don't know. Did you ever take karate as a kid? I did not. Okay. I was a hand-to-hand combat instructor for a little while while I was in the Marines. Oh, I thought this was feet. I thought you were about to be like, yeah, when I was about eight years old, I became a hand-to-hand combat yeah, yeah, instructor, yeah, I, I, you know. Like, all the other kids were doing karate. I decided, you know what? I'm going to become a hand-to-hand combat. Yeah. No, so I did that for a little while, so I do just slightly know what I'm talking about. Hey, can you show there me how to kill a man? Probably. Sweet. Because I need to fuck some people with, up. With a spoon. <laughs> can I, when I do it, can I be like, spoon? You have to. Okay. That, that's how it's done. It's actually the sound of you yelling spoon that kills them. Oh, it is. No, it? It's not actually the spoon. It's not actually the spoon. No. Do I, can I hold the spoon while I do it? Uh, you have to be spooning. It's, oh. It's not a physical spoon. It's You, you spoon with them first. Okay. I can do that. I'm a pretty good spooner, <laughs> man. I'm a pretty good spooner. You remember that long, long weekend we had in the... I, no, that wasn't me. Oh, it was. It was uh, Huxford. No, it wasn't Huxford. It was. <laughs> Big Bubba. <laughs> Bubba, no! <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. Oh, this show is all we, over I the place. I think it was with Gordon who came yeah, up with Yeah, yeah, Gordon. Yeah. Gordon came up with that. Um, yeah, no, I did karate Gordon. for a bit. I only got to the yellow belt, and that's because you actually had to work for shit. It wasn't just like, oh, you're entitled to it. That's what I mean. It. They don't just... Like I think I think our buddy Carlisle was the only one. I think he got up to a green belt or even a Something purple like belt. I forget what the belts were. So, but he got pretty high up there. Yeah, I remember. I used to really enjoy watching him fight Kelly, Kelly, Kelly Howell. You remember that? Kid? Yeah, that kid was a tool. Oh, uh, fucking that kid! Did I tell you about that shit? So that kid hated me for whatever reason. He hated everyone. I know he hated life because he had a small dick. Um, it's a true story. Look it up. It's hated, on Wikipedia. I think he hated himself. Probably. probably. Yeah. I'm not gonna cry. Um, <laughs> uh, fucking that kid. I don't know what the fuck his problem was. He had mental issues. I know that much. But uh, he after high school, like this kid, fucking hated me. As soon as we got to like, I went to Scottsdale Community College for a year. He shows up and he starts having a conversation with me like nothing happened. She's like, hey, man, what's going on, man? I was just like, fuck off. <laughs> it's like... Did he try and do his pretend boxing moves? No, because uh, my buddy, Mr. T, wasn't having it. Yeah, I knew Mr. T. Back Sweet. Yeah. 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 You know me. I know I know, uh, I know. know Rocky Balboa. Yeah. Pretty cool. He's haggard as hell, though, but... Yeah. I had know. beers with Larry Ermey one time. With who? Arlie Ermey, uh, Full Metal Jacket. Oh, uh, that's... Oh, dude. What the fuck? Why are you... And go? Uh, the guy from the remake, when they remade Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, the guy that played... Uh, Leatherface? Or... No, the guy who took over... Who, oh, the sheriff. Yeah, who killed the sheriff and then took his uniform. And yeah, okay. Yeah, Arlie Ermey. He was on that show okay. Mail Call on History Channel. Well, at the Marine Corps Ball in Japan, he was like the guest of honor there. Oh, wow. And I was on what they call the cake detail, which... It it sounds ridiculous, I know. and it is kind of ridiculous. Basically, it's like celebrate the Marine Corps birthday, and so then you have to march out with the cake. And I was the senior most person on the cake detail, so that means I got to cut the cake. <laughs> did with... you did you get a did you get a medal for it? No, no. <laughs> Sadly, I wish I got the medal. <laughs> did I just like, a, like, did I just make like repress memories? You're like, I should have gotten. I wish they had a medal for that with like a cake on it. That'd have been awesome. That'd have been sweet. Or, or you could have had a medal with a cake on it, but then it says the cake is a lie. Yeah, yeah, true story. But so uh, I got to cut the cake and everything, and then you hand the sword to. The Wait, you cut it with a sword? With a sword, yeah. With a sword. Dude, I just kind of want to join the Marines just yeah. so I could be a part of this. <laughs> and then you hand the sword to the. The guest of honor? No, the most senior guy on the base, which I think it actually it was a general at the time. Anyways, Arlie Ermey there was there because he was giving a talk, and it was right after he had filmed Saving Silverman because he was in that one too. That's right, he played yeah. uh, Jack Black's. Uh... He was the guy that had to like make out with Jack Black in that movie. I give him credit, man. That's awesome. Yeah, well, one of the very first things he said there, he said, "You know, I'm not gay. There was a lot of money involved." <laughs> Yeah, but so anyways, we got to hang out with him afterwards. Those of us on the cake detail, and it was pretty—he's a funny dude. Oh yeah, I bet. So yeah, he took us. He's got some huge eyebrows, though. Like man, those things—crazy fucking caterpillars yeah. on steroids. I mean, I got some big eyebrows too. But his like totally dominated the universe. What's your malfunction? Yeah, him. Yeah, yeah no, no, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, no, he's funny as hell. I remember he called me a pussy little fag because I didn't want a shot. It was a shot of 151, but ugh, that stuff's nasty. But he wasn't drinking any. Yeah. He was trying to get us to drink it because 
to laugh at us, I suppose. Probably. Yeah, probably so. He's a guy that I would um I would like him to be in a Call of Duty game. Because the most of the people in the Call of Duty game, like all I've learned with Call of Duty games, and I don't know if this is true to the military, not trying to compare the two, but is all, all they do is yell at you. Yes. Because that's all like when you play Call of Duty, all it is is you're running around and the guys like take the shot, take the shot. It's like why don't you take the shot? It's like why are you yelling at me? Why is this? But I like to if I if the next Call of Duty game comes out, if they put him in it as your like main guy who just yells at you, I could deal with That'd that. That'd be great. Yeah. Well, see, as you get higher in rank, you become the person who gets to just yell at everybody. I think I had 15 people under me at one point, which is a complete and utter nightmare. And I, I've come to realize I don't like being a supervisor. It's more like babysitting. What 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 do they call you? What do they call your platoon? Oh, which uh, they called the one out in California. We were called uh, All Fun One One for a while. Because I guess before I got to the unit, they had done lots of uh, they call them floats where you go out on ship for a while. But they'd done lots of those, but had yet to go into Iraq. They just sort of, I guess, floated around for a while. So <laughs> an article came out calling it All Fun 1-1 because they hadn't deployed. Naturally, as soon as I got there, they deployed shortly mm. thereafter. Yeah, I remember that. Because I got it like that. I got that sweet luck. You got that swag. Yeah. But... Justin Beaver ain't got shit on you. Yeah. No, but I remember when you got to your platoon, you came back to the States, I think, on leave for a little bit. You're like, yeah, they called me Jerry. They called them Jerry kids. Oh, yeah, that was in uh, boot camp because I busted my foot. And so I was on crutches for a while. And all of us on crutches or had some kind of injury, we were called the Jerry's kids. The muscular dystrophy. And those of us with crutches were called sticks. Oh, really? Yeah. They would just yell, hey, sticks, get over here. Naturally, you knew who you were when you were sticks. At least you had a nickname. Yeah. I remember I got yelled at for leaning on my crutches. <laughs> uh, it's really bad, too, because it was the drill instructor just started tearing into me, telling me I was going to like ruin my back and dislocate a vertebrae or something like that. And then he made me clean the floor with a towel for a while because I was leaning on my crutches. It was good times. Do you need, do you need a hug? That sounds abusive. <laughs> I feel like it should make you some cookies when you talk about the military. Cookies, yeah. I do like cookies. <laughs> she might take you up on that. Uh, I don't know how to bake. You know me. I do know how to make a mean grilled cheese sandwich and uh, chicken Alfredo. So Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I've actually learned how to cook. It took a while. My mother was trying to get me to do it for years. But, but um, yeah, so... um. I think we're gonna try to wrap this up. Uh, I don't know. We don't really have a closing statement or a slang term at the end of it, but uh, we hope to bring you this podcast every week. Um, hopefully, next this is just kind of like a run of the mill kind of thing. Uh, next week, we'll probably try to sit down and actually talk about uh, some stories or something like that. Yeah. Uh, figure give you a little feel of our witty humor and disturbing um, County McCuntersons. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's about it. So, Pat, uh, if anybody you want that, oh yeah, we do have a Facebook page. Go ahead and check out All White Tukey. Like us. We have about 22 likes. So that's pretty good for not even having an episode up, I think. So um, any input is welcome. Yeah, if you want to, if there's anything that happened to you in Awatuki or we remembered or, you know, something like that, if you're a part of our clique or something like that, you want to hit us up or. You mean our like five friends we had? We had a clique, bro. (laughs) Hey, I didn't call it a gang. I called it a clique because I know a gang is a lot more and people know you. A clique is just kind of like. You think you're cool, but you're not, and yeah. go home every night and cry. 
Yeah. And you beat off. <laughs> and play Final Fantasy VII for the eighth time. Such a good game, though. Yeah. I still own it. What was the worst one? The eight, yeah, the eighth one. Thank you. Thank uh, you. You heard it here. Somebody finally <laughs> agrees with me that Final Fantasy VIII was a piece of shit. Yeah, it was like a love story that they tried to make it to a game or something. Uh, no, to me it was like they came up with a game and they had no idea. And then they're just like, yeah, let's just pull okay. random shit out of a hat. Let's have them floating around in space all of a sudden. Yeah. Like, what the hell was that? Oh my god, what a fucking... Oh, god damn it. That game. Fuck that game. Fuck eight. Fuck it right in its stupid cunty ass. <laughs> Remember, tell your parents and your families to listen to this episode because it's all chocked full of childhood goodness i don't know yeah, wholesome wholesome there you go yeah. wholesome um pat uh where can they find you if you want to i don't know if you have a twitter or facebook page uh, you facebook. Want facebook i don't tweet i tweet i got up to 210 followers finally wow i'm moving up in the world nice i know yeah um, if you want to find me, of course, we're on the 4i Radio Network. Um, check us out at www.4iradio.com, our Facebook page, All White Tukey. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Stephen Mooney Jr. I know, real creative. Um, and then I guess, uh, I, I guess until next time, man, we'll uh, see you uh, back in the day. I, I don't really have a closing. I don't know. We haven't come up with a closing. We'll figure it out. We'll, we'll figure just kind of wing it. Or should we just be like Bobby Tapes, where all the tapes are like free? <laughs> <laughs> Aaron's oh, uh, like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. Um, so, without further ado, we uh, give you our closing song uh, by Social Distortion, uh, Story of My Life. production of the 4i radio network for more great shows check out www.4iradio.com fucking cunty mccunterson